Hello, hello everyone. I want to talk about sensuality, sexuality, and eroticism. This is SheenaLachey.com. Sensual, sexual, and erotic. What is the difference? Again, by Sheena Lachey, October 31st, 2016. Hi, I'm Sheena Lachey, an artist, performer, writer, producer, consultant, and cultural provocateur with a focus on pleasure, eroticism, sensuality, and presence. I've been called a wild, magical woman, intellectual, sensual shaman, and vulnerability doula. Meet the erotic and sensuality experts for the third and final time, Sheena Lachey. Sensual, sexual, erotic. How do you define the following terms? What is your capital letters definition? Not dictionary.com or the medias or whatever. What do each of those words mean to you? I asked a few friends for their definitions and here's what they had to say. Elena Gardner, sensual is an energy. It doesn't necessarily need another person to exist. A look or a walk can be sensual. Sexual to me is directed at another person and a bit more blatant. It's a touch, grope or lick. Erotic is the intersection of the two. Amber Henson, sensual way of communicating self. There are levels to a person's sensuality within the expression and experiencing it. I think it's an ape, sexual way of being. Sexuality is like the elements. You get in where you fit in. What might not work for you doesn't mean it works for me, but you have to acknowledge it for yourself. Hence my use of the word being, erotic, sacred, Lately, I think of subspace, how beautiful and amazing it can feel. In those moments and many others that usually come with the label of erotic, I seem to be and feel sacred, holy. It's interesting to say the least. Rashida Kanbay, sensuality coach and creator of Woman Untamed. Sensual is the mediator between the sexual and spiritual, the bridge that allows us to transcend limitations on both ends of the spectrum. What the spiritual can accomplish, the sexual can, and what sexual can accomplish, the spiritual can. Sexual, flesh, raw, desire, performance, creation, magic, communion, erotic, the thread that ties, slash encompasses all parts of the holy trinity of aliveness, the sexual, spiritual, sensual to one being or essence. How you show up or manifest in the world? Your power. KS initials. Sensual is intimacy. Sexual is physical. Erotic is fun. Either physical or intimate or both. And Teres Nikki Da Vinci, author. Sensual to me is like the difference between a running down the skin of water versus the downpour and overt splash of sexuality. Erotic is appealing to all senses in an intimate way, a tease of what's to come. Nadia Munla, health and sensuality coach, creator of the Embody Festival. Sensuality is rooted in the senses. It's being embodied and alive and feeling everything to the max. 
sexuality is the primal energy from your pussy and your pheromones. Erotic is sexuality with the taboo, giving a glimpse of that which isn't usually permitted, that which isn't the norm. Simon, sensual is of the senses. Sexual is relating to the act. Erotic is related to the thought or feeling about the act. Duchess White, sensual, sultry, seductive, yielding to and involving all the senses of arousal. Sexual, raw, primal, innate, instinctive, yielding to and involving chemistry, as well as basic arousal needs. Erotic, emotional, exciting, exhilarating, manifestation of sexual desire and pleasure. James Arthur Baldwin says, to be sensual, I think, is to respect and rejoice in the force of life, of life itself, and to be present in all that one does, from the effort of loving to the making of bread. In 2011, during a podcast interview with Megan Monique titled, What Does It Mean to Be Sensual? She stated that sensuality played little to no part in her life. I followed up by responding, I wonder how you define sensuality, because for me, sensuality is about engaging your senses such as taste, touch, hearing, sight, and smell. For me, sensuality is taking the time to embrace those different things. I think a lot of people, when they hear sensuality, they equate it with sexuality. I think they are cousins, but I don't think they are identical. I think they are cousins, but I don't think they are identical twin sisters. I think that you could have a sensual sexuality, but the way that you eat your food could be a sensual experience if you let it be. To me, I only mean that sensuality is that which has to do with the senses, the main five ones and others. And being a sensual person is all about presence, how you engage your senses, how you tap into them, enhance them and such. In order to be sensual, one must explore presence, intentionality, and pleasure. How do you engage your senses? How do you tap into them and enhance them? Another time I wrote, I define sensuality as the embodied experience of our physical, spiritual, and emotional senses. The sight, sound, taste, touch, and smell. The way I see a sensual dancer performing versus an artist literally going through the motions is that a sensual dancer is present. You as an audience can feel her as she feels the pole. You are so captivated by every step she takes because you can see the embodied effect that the stage floor has on her feet. You can feel the air of her breath because she's gracefully aware of it too. Why is sensuality frightening? because when truly engaged, it forces you to see yourself and to see yourself in relation to the world and others. It forces you to be aware of the effect things and people have on you and you on them. Some people aren't ready for that. It's a cousin of sexuality, but it also little to do with it. More examples of sensuality, 
Think about a sensual eater versus someone who simply gobbles their food down. A sensual eater tastes their food. They notice the texture of it and the color of it. The more sensual they are, the more important their passion for food becomes. Or a sensual woman versus one that's not. A sensual woman knows her body. She knows every strand of hair. She knows the details of her hands. She takes pleasure in certain fabrics and smells and colors. Some people couldn't bear that. Sexual. Okay, Susie Bright, sexuality is the soul of the creative process and that erotic expression of any kind is a personal revolution. In 2012, I wrote a blog post titled, What is Sexuality? Granted, one blog post is not going to define such an expansive and fluid and controversial term. Still, I wanted to share my perspective of it. I broke down what sexuality encompasses into 15 general categories. I believe it is ignorant to think that sexuality means sex only. Therefore, sexuality includes, but isn't limited to sexual identity, gender, anatomy, and physiology, sexual acts, thoughts and fantasies, desires and longings, reproduction and birthing, contraceptives and birth control, disorders, deviances and crime, diseases, menstrual and erection stages, fetishes and sensuality, history and self-identity, social relationships and culture. Every human has a sexuality. Every human is sexual. What that does not read is every human is having sex and loving it. Sexuality itself isn't taboo. It's God-given. It's divine. It's innate. It is tied to creativity. It is a part of our life force. It is essential to our survival. This is why sexuality is important. It is a part of what it means to be human. I also want to add this to all the non-deists and the secular people, the non-religious people. Um, instead of saying God-given for them, just say, this is how you show up in the world. This is a meaningful part of who you are. In response to my list, the following dialogue happened while creating a specific segment of a curriculum for my program, Wild Magical Woman with My Guides, AF. When I was reviewing the full list and saw sexuality in quotations, it was the one I dismissed entirely as one to contribute to. I feel utterly and completely incapable of giving this one the thought it deserves. If ever there was a facet of the wild woman that eludes me, it is this one. That said, I'll try. That This is why I'll try. Later, we brainstorm what kind of archetype sexuality could be labeled under. We came upon the word the self. One, a person or thing referred to with respect to complete individuality, one's own self. Two, a person's nature, character, et cetera, his better self. Three, personal interest. Or let's get back to number two. Instead of making it just male, we can just say people, persons, because we have to honor gender pronouns and we have to honor what people truly want to be called. We have to honor what people feel the need to be called, okay? And not all strippers are women. You do have male strippers. You have strippers in the entire diversity. When I speak to better self, again, I'm including the entire human diversity, all right? Four, this is three personal interests. Four, 
philosophy, the ego, that which knows, remembers, desires, suffers, etc., as contrasted with that known, remembered, etc., the uniting principle as a soul underlying all subjective experience. AF, I like, quote unquote, the self even more now for sexuality. I can't break away from similar words that encompass the source of one's power and being. Font, source, self still feels good. Sheena, the self as a name for the sexuality, they put the self-sexuality quotations, archetype keeps resonating with me. I don't want people to think sex or sexual. Those are only one aspect of sexuality for me. Self-identity and what it means to be human in this body, that sexuality, not just who I fuck and what my fantasies are. The self as the archetype name for sexuality is so simple and perfect, yet so deep, AH. It's also empowering in a way none of the other archetype categories are. Others are powerful, don't get me wrong. But I noticed that even if we identify with the others, they still have to come from another place or source. It makes beautiful sense to me at the heart of it all itself. It's, it's taking ownership of who you are, allowing yourself to explore and discover the different pieces of you and accepting them, good or bad, or because I'm a great area thinker in between. Like when you tell someone to say, I love myself, you expect them to understand that it's agape type love, unending highest form, and it's for them because they're worthy of it. Well, some there are non-religious people won't say agape, they'll, they'll say unconditional love, and that's fine. That's okay. That's cool. Andre Lorde, we tend to think of the erotic as an easy, tantalizing sexual arousal. I speak of the erotic as the deepest life force, a force which moves us toward living in a fundamental way. I have found over the years that many people struggle with defining the erotic. Oftentimes, it's seen as the taboo side of sexuality and sensuality. It is connected to BDSM, fetish, and kink. I have heard all sorts of definitions. I asked a group of the guides for my Wild Magical Woman program to help me muse and articulate what we meant by quote-unquote erotic. What does it mean to be an erotic person? Sheena. If you had to define or explain eroticism without any reference to sex, sexuality, and such, AF. Erotic is different from sensuality, or can I describe it as sensuality? I have all kinds of impressions on sensuality but not erotic. Sheena, I don't think you can be erotic without being sensual, but you can be sensual without being erotic. Same with spirituality and sexuality in a sense. You can't be erotic without having tapped into aspects of sexuality or spirituality, but what can't be spiritual or sexual without knowing the erotic? To me, it's more to do with powers, energy, and magic. A woman doing hip circles to bless the earth in a spiritual ritual, erotic. She isn't stimulating sex. She's aligning a lot of the other archetypes into a harnesses its power that fuses ritual and soul knowledge. AM, I think erotic is all sexual, sensual, and spiritual. It's a blended dance of all those energies. It's like you want to crawl inside a person's soul and masturbate. I heard that on American Horror. To me, that's eroticism. It's full-blown energy upon a lover that you like, love, lick, suck, bite, 
brine, slap, choke, groan, moan, grasp into a chaotic bliss out exless elixir. There's no beginning to the end. You've lost all the directions of how you began, KC. In response to Sheena's question on how do we think about erotic in a non-sexual way, maybe it lies in the intersection of power and sensuality. I think this is a good source to draw ideas from a non-sexual oriented elements of eroticism. Metahistory.org slash guidelines slash erotic uses dot PHP. Sheena, I get what you're saying, AM, but I'd like us to imagine being erotic beings without lovers. Imagine you can't define it in relation to someone else. I think this is why so many take issue with the word. Not that I see it as an issue, but they relate it directly to sex and expression, a deep one, but sex nonetheless. I, they think erotica and such, and it may be common, but it's also not how I'd like us to use it. It's more in line with how Andre defines it. It's not about sucking, licking, and biting a lover. If, we're, if we were all single and could never have sex again, or there was a village of celibate women in a jungle, in my mind, there'd still be erotic women. How? And this takes it much deeper. So perhaps is quote-unquote erotic energy and quote-unquote sexual energy the same or different? Erotic energy isn't used as much as sexual energy. So a lot of these energies gets lost in translation. Sheena. We can sense in quotations that a woman is erotic by how she walks or excels or engages with us. And we have no idea about her sex life or even her sensuality. We sense her energy. We can feel the way she lives in body. But why is it that we're labeling her erotic? Things I wonder. This is along the lines of what I mean. The very word erotic comes from the Greek word eros, the personification of love and all its aspects born of chaos and personifying creative power and harmony. When I speak of the erotic, then I speak of it as an assertion of the life force of women, of that creative energy and power, the knowledge and use of which we are now reclaiming in our language, our history, our dancing, our loving, our work, our lives. Erotic is a life force, a power, an energy, not a sexual expression. And I believe most of us, including myself, seldom in capital letters scratch the surface of what this is truly about. We experience glimmers of it, but the historical way women live the erotic has been, for the most part, shut down. Casey, erotic, a connection to one's vitality, living in desire, bursting with life, energetically open in touch with life's rhythm, mystery, and charm, and trusting of life. Sheena, as it relates to dance, this is what I wrote on capitalized eroticism. I think a, a lot of what we explore here is on quote-unquote eroticism. This is now why I dance. I use this movement, both sensual and sexual, to tap into my spiritual and creative eroticism. Women and men have been doing this since the beginning of time. They have used their bodies to connect with spirit and the earth and each other. They have used movement to align their chakras and uncoil their kundalini. They have used their bodies as a vessel for a higher knowing. Centuries ago, women were dancing because they were in communion with the earth and with spirit. That is why I dance. I dance because I'm tapping into my soul. What does it mean to be a sensual and a sexual and erotic person? A sensual person lives for the embodied experiences they encounter with their physical, spiritual, and emotional senses through an intentional life of presence and mindfulness while exploring pressure. Sense can include, but are not limited to sight, sound, taste, touch, and smell. 
How do you engage your senses? How do you tap into them? A sexual person accepts their God-given, divine, innate, fluid nature that has multiple complexities. They explore self-identity and expression as a way of being human. How do you engage and explore your sexual identity? How do you engage and explore your gender? How do you engage and explore your desires, thoughts, menstrual cycle, fetishes, or social relationships, for instance? An erotic person lives for the embodied experience of being present in their life force. They use their power and energy to connect with spirit, earth, and others. They are connected to their vitality, living a desire, bursting with life, energetically open, in touch with life's rhythm, mystery and charm, and trusting of life. How do you engage your erotic nature? I'm going to make this simple and plain. I am a sensual person, I am a sexual person, and I'm an erotic person. And as for how I specifically am, before I get to that, asexuality is beautiful, and I respect um, people choosing to live celibate lives, whether that's until they are in a committed relationship or just permanently, either or. I deeply respect people making those decisions for themselves. So when it comes to sex involving my lovers, there is mutual liking, mutual compassionate love, mutual licking, mutual sucking, mutual biting, mutual grinding, mutual slapping, mutual choking, mutual groaning, mutual moaning, mutual grasping to uh, beautiful blisses. Absolutely. And Remember the CERTS model, consent, equality, respect, trust, and safety. That is why my lovers and I have a healthy sex life. And I live out the CERTS model in all areas of my life. That is why I'm able to heal certain parts of the past that need to be healed, heal certain parts of the present that need to be healed, and heal certain parts of the future that need to be healed too. And between my lovers and I, there's mutual humping, mutual bumping. One last thing about this. LGBTQI plus people are sensual beings, sexual beings, and erotic beings too. And LGBTQI plus um, lovey-doving is not much different than heterosexual people, lovey-doving. It's not much different than people who go by their gender based on the genitals they were born with. I use all of my senses 
when it comes to my sex life. Because to be honest, when it comes to my sex life, I must speak this truth. I am raw, I am primal, I am innate, I am I am I am extent I am instinctive. I am intuitive, I am yielding to, and I'm evolving in chemistry as well as basic arousal needs. What makes me sensual is that I'm sultry, I'm seductive, I'm yielding to, and I'm involving all the senses of arousal. I'm also erotic, I am emotional, I am exciting, I'm exhilarating, I am, you know, of the manifestation of sexual desire and pleasure. I am animalistic. I just love to say that, put that in there. Okay, this is the last thing for sure. I do BDSM, I do fetishes, and I do kink because I have kinky sex. I am super, I'm a super freak. I'm a freak, so I have freaky sex. And so that is what I want to be honest about. And now that I have, I can go to another article, shall I? Yes, I should. The diff, this is KendraCUNOV.com. By Kendra Kunov. By Kendra Kunov, December 22nd, 2020. The difference between pleasure, sensual, sexual, and erotic, and why it matters. We live in a culture that has led us to believe that what is pleasurable is sinful, wrong, or cannot be trusted. As a result, we don't spend a lot of time talking about pleasure which truly does a large disservice to all of us. We are taught to believe pleasure is extra, a luxury, superfluous to what really matters in life. The truth is that pleasure is the beating heart of life. The energy of pleasure is the same energy that creates stars and moons, planets and supernovas, all life on earth. When we disconnect from or turn away from our own pleasure energy, we lose touch with the very lifeblood of our own life force. One way we avoid a life of pleasures by conflating sensuality, pleasure, sexuality, and eroticism. While there can be places of crossover, there are four distinct things and experiences. We tend to overlook the polarities that distinguish these concepts, but our lives become so much richer if we know how to separate them. Every human being is sensual by our very nature. We have the capacity to experience the sensual, pleasurable, sexual, and erotic simultaneously and also individually. In order to have the deepest experience of each, we need to be consciously aware of what we are experiencing. There's so much pleasure to be had in life outside the experience of sexuality. Learning to distinguish between these concepts allows us to have more sensual and pleasurable experiences that are not only sexual. When we allow ourselves to have sensual and pleasurable experiences that are not sexual, we expand the range of our life experience. Expanding our life experience in this way creates a fuller, more fulfilled experience of life. 
defining what is sensual. The word sensual tends to be overused in relation to a sexual experience, when in reality, the word sensual simply applies to anything that involves the senses. To have a sensual experience simply means engaging one or more of our senses. We also assume the word sensual only refers to a positive sensual experience, but, but having a sensual experience can be good, bad, I also say in between, or just plain neutral. We have sensual experiences every day as we're tasting, touching, hearing, smelling, and seeing. Even silence itself is a sensual experience. Having the ability to take the time to consciously and intentionally tap into the feeling of these senses helps to enrich our lives with more awareness and fulfillment. It comes back to our intention. I'm choosing to focus on this, whether that, whether that be a taste, a smell, a sight, a touch, or a sound, and fully immerse ourselves in a sensual experience. We need to have the ability to tap into the physical sensations we feel both internally and externally to discover what feels good, bad, in between, or just neutral. Defining what is pleasure. The word pleasure tends to suggest a sexual encounter, but we can experience pleasure in every aspect of our lives. As we discussed previously, the term sensual is the act of immersing oneself in a sensory experience, but pleasure relates to the sensual encounters that we find pleasurable, those that feel good in some way. Simply said, a pleasurable experience is one way we can say, I like that about. Simply said, a pleasurable, a pleasurable experience is one we can say, I like that about. Pleasure can come in many forms, hugging a family member, smelling a rose, standing in front of a beautiful view, touching a soft kitten's fur, receiving praise or being desired. Whatever feels good or lights you up brings you pleasure. For some of us, pain is pleasurable. Resistance can be pleasurable. You get to define pleasure for yourself. Only you get to say whether a sensation is pleasurable. We unconsciously bypass many of these experiences when we don't know how to distinguish them. And by not allowing ourselves to indulge in the individual feelings within and outside our, of our body, taking the time to discover and pay attention to what is truly pleasurable for you specifically is powerful and important work. Defining what is sexual. Again, in some way, we each get to define what is sexual for us, but sexual goes beyond just something that feels good. Sexual involves our sex in some way. Sexual experiences can be experiences we have with only ourselves, with, with one other person, or with many people. An experience can be sexual with involving intercourse or any penetration at all. A sexual experience need not even involve our genitals or other sexual areas of the body. Sexual experiences can be pleasurable, neutral, in between, or unpleasant. I'm sure many of us have had a sexual experience that was not pleasurable. Inquiring into what makes a experience sexual for you and defining sexual for yourself is a valuable practice to engage in some consistent way. Revisiting this inquiry is important as it allows our definitions to change and evolve. Or if you have one definition to change and evolve, Defining what is erotic. The word erotic comes from the Greek root eros, meaning desire. Because desire is so often associated with sex, the erotic is also most often conflated with sex and the sexual. But erotic goes beyond sex. The erotic encompasses, encompasses the sensual, sexual, and pleasurable. Erotic is the creative energy of the universe. Fully defining erotic will require its own article. And honestly, many people more eloquent than I have written beautifully on this topic, most notably Andre Lorde. You can hear her in her words here. Uh, go on YouTube to type in her name, A-U-D-R-E.
E L O R D E. The erotic is truly one of the most powerful energies there is, and tapping into this energy taps us into something far deeper and more essential than our own personal empowerment. Enriching our experience, many of the women and some of the men I work with are deeply served by taking on a regular pleasure practice. Remember, LGBTQIA plus people are essential sexual and erotic beings, okay? By pleasure practice, I don't necessarily mean a solo sexual practice, which is its own deep and powerful practice. I mean a practice of consciously engaging pleasurable experiences related to the senses. By bringing a heightened awareness to our senses, it gives us the opportunity to introduce more feeling into our lives. If we can tap into our sensory experiences, it also brings more awareness to our sexual experiences. Start by asking yourself questions like, what are the subtle textures and tastes in the food I'm eating? How do these fresh sheets actually feel in my skin? What do I feel in my body when I immerse myself in this music? What are my eyes taking in right now? What sensations do I feel on the surface of my skin? By learning more about ourselves and our visceral experiences, we begin to form a personal language of experience. Once we begin to describe what we are experiencing, we can use this verbal and sensory language to describe the type of experience we want to have, which is really the point of the whole thing, to have more of the kinds of experiences in life that bring us beauty, joy, meaning, and happiness. They put R and want in bold lowercase letters. Lilo.com, sensual sex versus erotic sex. Do you know the difference? Helena Lorimer, March 12, 2021, uh, category sexual wellness. Indeed, there are different ways to have sex. In fact, sex doesn't even need to involve penetration at all. Sex can be anything you want it to be, and knowing this is a good thing. It takes one away from the notion that penetrative sex with climax is the end goal, which it really isn't. When it comes to your sexual style and how you achieve it, it really is like a dance between lovers. Each partner needs to be on the same page when it comes to their preferred sexual style. For ex okay, before I begin, I wanna say that I personally enjoy rough sex without sexual violence. That is the kind of rough sex I have. And I must say that I also enjoy slow sex and romantic sex. I like fast sex and I like medium sex. That is my truths. Those are my truths. Gotta make truth plural here, not singular. For example, if one partner prefers rough sex as opposed to sensual sex, the sexual connection may, may be difficult to attain. Yet if two people seek and find pleasure in the same kind of sexual style, a shared moment of euphoria can be experienced. Now. I do have two people sex, but not all sex is two people. You do have group sex. Personally, I also like group sex too. In fact, I like group sex more than two people sex. Personally, that's just me. With that, when you're getting hot and heavy with your partner, euphoria is the right word too. Do you prefer sensual sex or erotic sex? Yep, there's a difference. Today, we're going to look at these different kinds of sexual experiences as noting the differences and similarities. Truthfully, you may be surprised to learn what each actually entails. 
what is sensuality? Sensual, sensuality defined by Oxford languages is the enjoyment, expression, or pursuit of physical, especially sexual pleasure. It's also the condition of being pleasing or fulfilling to the senses. But dictionary definitions aside, what is your definition of sensuality? What things do you do or practice that make you feel sensual? Sensuality can be felt in a number of different scenarios, be it with a partner or solo. It's like an energy that's undeniable, passionate, and sacred while engage, whilst engaging all the five senses, like a kind of mindfulness that is intentional, allows you to be fully present in the moment. Wearing a flattering and beautiful piece of lingerie can make one feel sensual, for example. How one admires themselves, feels the soft material, adores the color, and feels a sense of beauty that's only for themselves. Equally so, receiving a massage, I love massages, by the way, from the one you're with can also be sensual as you feel their hands on your body. Nice. Smell the massage oils. Nice. And really engulf the present. Nice. Flattering, beautiful piece of laundry. Ooh. My lady loves. Yes. Ooh. Um, oh, the soft material during their color, feeling the sense of beauty, admiring themselves. Yes. My personal experience is I'm saying yes to an energy that's undeniable, passion, sacred, engaging all the five senses and mindfulness, partner, partner, solo. You can hear my breath. Okay. Eating could also be considered sensual. Think about someone who simply scoffs down their meal as opposed to someone who takes the time to really devour it slowly appreciating every bite, the smells, the textures. These are all valid definitions of sensuality. There's no one size fits all as it's more an experience that's unique to an individual. What is sensual sex? With that, what would we consider sensual sex to be? Well, just as any sensual experience encompasses the five senses, sensual sex is about embodying the moment. Take, ooh, I love that. Taking the time to feel a partner's soft skin, I do that. Smell their body, I do that. Taste the sweetness of their lips, I do that. Listen to their moans and uninhibited sounds, I do that. And really soaking up the lust in the present, I do that. Sensual sex means putting away all distractions and being so caught up in the experience that there are no worries or anxieties about the past or the future. It's when there's a level of sexual connection that awakens the body. This kind of sex requires both partners and all partners involved too, to be in tune with one another, feeding off of each other's desires and verbal and physical body language to determine what kind of stimulation they crave. Again, these are all my personal experiences. Being able to do this is the first step in being able to really thrive in your sensual sex experience. What is eroticism? Oxford Languages defines eroticism as the quality or character of being erotic in the sexual desire excitement. Let's be honest, that doesn't really tell us much. In fact, with this definition, it's difficult to decipher between sensuality and eroticism. So let's, di so let's dive a bit deeper. An analogy, eroticism is something experienced by humans. Animals, for example, just like us humans have sex, but animals are not able to experience eroticism. What leads us to the conclusions that sexual activity is transformed by eroticism, it is eroticism that drives and captures one sense of vitality and vibrant energy through sex. And just like sensuality, eroticism can be experienced sexually or in a different context. 
Looking at a beautiful piece of art, for example, could give one an erotic feeling. It's fueled by our own imagination, fantasy, and creativity, and encompasses a level of playfulness and curiosity. When we start to embrace eroticism, we, be, we can begin to explore and enjoy new sides of our sexuality, and this doesn't even require a partner. Self-pleasure is the perfect opportunity to increase your level of eroticism as you explore and satisfy your needs. In layman's terms, things such as sexual fantasy are a great way to heighten eroticism. Tapping into your sexual desires and fantasies allows you to maintain eroticism, which is vital for sexual arousal. What is erotic sex? Erotic sex is when one feels free and open to exploring their sexual desires and fantasies. Oftentimes, when someone does not know what they find to be erotic, they may not be able to distinguish what they really crave, be it sex or simply connection. Interestingly, many of us have been taught that erotic sex means crazy, wild, or perhaps kinky. I do have crazy sex. I do have wild sex. And again, I do have kinky sex. We see it all the time in porn videos, and oftentimes these kinds of clips are even called erotic films. Personally, when it comes to sex, I am a veteran porn superstar in every which way. By, by all means, in all available directions. Again, we see it all the time in porn videos, and oftentimes these kinds of clips are even called erotic films. We associate the term erotic with sex when actually erotic is the feeling that drives us to want to have sex. And with this understanding, could erotic sex loosely be defined as actually experiencing, experimenting, enjoying parts of your sexuality that make you feel turned on and aroused? For example, you may have a fantasy or a strong desire to have a threesome. Being open and taking control of your sexuality by actually having said threesome is eroticism in motion. Personally, I like group sex more than two people sex. I'll say that for the last time. Woo! Again, each person's ideas and experiences of sensuality and eroticism are different. Again, I, I don't mind two people sex. I have that too, okay? Uh, let me repeat that. Again, each person's ideas and experiences of sensuality and eroticism are different, making it somewhat difficult to accurately define what sensual sex and erotic sex actually is. Yet if we simply have to sum it up, sensuality can be said to encompass all of the senses, while eroticism is a matter of our mental capacity. While eroticism is a matter of our mental capabilities, how our mind perceives things to be erotic and arousing. Helena Lorimer. Helena is a sex-positive freelance copywriter in her early 30s from Cape Town, South Africa. She's traveled lived in various countries in Asia and Europe for almost a decade and continues to live her dream, traveling world independently as a copywriter. Having written for various companies and magazines in the industry, she has extensive knowledge in the field of sexual health, the escort industry, and sex toy marketing. Wow. Sexual health in the field of it? Both are awesome. The escort industry? Awesome. And sex toy marketing? Awesome. So I do engage in sensual sex because I'm a person of sensuality. I do engage in eroticism. That is why I have erotic sex.
Last article. Why the difference between sensuality and sexuality matters. This is Krista Kuchet is a past crusader offering deep shifts in perspective on sensuality and sexuality through speaking engagements and writing. She guides women to empower themselves with pleasure and to free their full self-expression. Ever thought about how your sensuality and sexuality are different? Sensuality and sexuality are often lumped into the same category, but they are two very different but they are two very different qualities with unique capacities that contribute to our well-being in different ways. Sensual is not always sexual, and sexual is not always sensual. Sensuality is, is essentially our ability to feel pleasurable sensation through our senses of touch, scent, taste, sight, and sound. Savoring decadent foods, feeling the texture of grass against bare feet, enjoying sensual caresses from a lover. These sensual experiences are pleasurable, but they may or may not be connected to an erotic or sexual turn on. Sensuality is an incredibly healing force because of the bridge that connects the quadrinity of ourselves, mental, emotional, physical, and consciousness. While being in tune with our sensuality can connect us to our primal sexuality. I love my primal sexuality. Wink! Sensuality opens a powerful gateway to experiencing our raw emotions, access to which allows us to feel deeply connected to ourselves and to others. Recognizing sensuality as a connection to these powerful parts of ourselves is worthy as a practice because it's not only a self-regulating way to release negative ways we try to control that holds us back from joy, but it's also life-affirming by validating the deservedness to feel pleasure fully not only in our bodies, but in our psyches. Goal-oriented sexuality can block sensuality. Without the practice of deliberately witnessing sensations in our bodies, we can fall into the habit of using our bodies as utilitarian goal-oriented machines. Our relationship to our bodies becomes more about achieving our goals, like going to the gym obsessively with the goal of losing weight in order to feel good in our bodies, as opposed to experiencing the pleasure and joy of our bodies, even if we're doing something mundane. While sexuality and sensuality both can serve up loads of pleasure and joy in our lives, sexuality is distinct from sensuality because of its cycle, because of its physiological link to procreation, life-giving energy. It can connect us to feeling alive and energized in our own skin. That's talking about me. Sexuality includes feeling aroused, me, turned on, me, horny, me, and a physical desire for sexual stimulation, me. However, we can easily be numbed out or dissociated while having sex. In fact, women can have sex without being turned on. It's easy to see how we can also experience sex with sensuality. It's the same difference between rubbing soap on our bodies to get clean or rubbing soap on our bodies to luxuriate in the scent and texture of soap gliding over our skin. Similarly, without being focused on our senses, sex lacks more subtle and sublime pleasure, and it reduces rather than strengthens emotional connection. A person can be tapped into their sexual energy. I have sexual energy. Fills their sex drive. I have an extremely high sex drive. I'm basically hypersexual without all of the issues and problems. If I could have sex every day, multiple times a day, that has always been a dream of mine. Which can include erotic fantasy, but they might not be present within their sensuality at all. By the way, I like to have rounds of sex. 
I'm sure many of us can relate to the experience at least once in our lives of sex feeling empty. Have you ever felt like the buttons on your body were being pushed and prodded to get a desired response? This type of body connection aimed at achieving a goal, for example, getting you wet or hard. I have had sex where we're wet and we're hard. Meaning their nipples and my dick. <sighs> Misses the bliss of sensation from one moment to the next. When it, wait, and then if they're wet, I ejaculate. And they are ejaculating too. There has been some squirting, let's just word it that way. When the connection to sensuality is missing in sex, as most porn trays, the experience of pleasure is limited to a physical sexual release and bypasses the differently satisfying spiritual and emotional states of ecstasy. Being connected to our sensuality helps us to feel fulfilled in life as well as to experience blissful sex. Christian Northrop, MD, Women's Body, Women's Wisdom. Um, Lincoln, okay, it is possible to learn how to reprogram your central nervous system so that you literally feel more and more with less and less stimulation. You can train your body to become multi-orgasmic simply by learning how to relax and wake up to more erotic feeling throughout your body. My lovers are multi-orgasmic, I am too. And we both have full body orgasms and we both have full soul orgasms. We both have full heart orgasms. We both have full mind orgasms and we both have full memory orgasms too. We have orgasms of the touch, taste, scent, slash, you know, smell. Uh, hearing and sight and the sixth sense, our instincts and intuition. Those are all the full orgasms that we have. How can you reprogram your nervous system with your sensual experiences so you can feel more fulfilled, not just by eroticism, but by life? Three keys to practicing sensual connection. One, practice focusing on the sensations you're experiencing either during sex, self-pleasuring, pleasurable movement or any other pleasurable experience. Notice each sensation without judgment. This will get you out of your head and into your body so your body can receive the experience. You can train your mind to focus on the moment sensation instead of bouncing around to judgments about yourself or what's happening. Two, let yourself feel your emotions while breathing deeply during any pleasurable activity, including sex. So many emotions are held in the pelvis, hips, buttocks, and vagina. We all know that buttocks is the educated word for saying ass, all right? When stimulating these areas with pleasure, you have the opportunity to release emotional tension and open to receive more pleasure. This frees you to be more authentically connected to your emotional truth and yourself and allows you to then express your emotions more truthfully, either with touch or with words to your lover and or lovers. You can practice releasing emotions by engaging in deep connected breathing, 
while focusing on the part of your body that feels either intense sensation or tense. The best way is to lie down so your body feels completely supported and close your eyes so that all of your attention can be focused on that part of your body that feels constricted. When you breathe into the center of that sensation while putting your hand on that part of your body, often emotions will come to the surface. Keep your mind focused on your breath as you allow emotions to bubble in the surface. It helps not to judge these emotions as good or bad so they have an outlet to be safely released. Three, give yourself permission to receive more pleasure. We often limit ourselves to what we think our bodies are capable of or what we've been able to experience in the past, which can easily lead our bodies to physically shut down. A powerful way to keep out of judgment open the body to more pleasure is to repeat this phrase while keeping your mind focused on physical sensations. I deserve to receive pleasure. This gives you permission to focus inwardly and feel worthy of pleasure without it being dependent on any conditions like pleasing your partner and or partners or reaching an orgasm and or orgasms. Most importantly, it invites more relaxation into your body can often feel and can often free belief patterns that you may hold unconsciously about not being worthy or deserving of pleasure. Scientific research is proving that the coding in our bodies and psychics is passed on through generations. For example, mice who were trained to associate the smell of cherry blossoms with mild shock passed their antipathy for cherry blossom to their offspring who had, who had never encountered the flower. Studied by Brian G. Dias and Carrie G. Rester, published by Nature Neuroscience. So even if we resolve in our minds that we don't want to hold back our sexual or sensual expression, if there is fear or other association with sex that have been passed down in the neuroprogramming in our bodies, for example, that sex and pleasure is sinful or shameful, our bodies will shut down from pleasure unless we consciously invite pleasure in. By repeating the deliberate affirmation, I deserve to receive pleasure with the, while connecting to your breath and senses, you not only reach more potent levels of primal sexual energy, you can be more true to yourself, emotionally have the opportunity to express your sexuality more fully and consciously. What if your sensual pleasures were so fulfilling that sexual pleasure was just one of the many results that come with being deeply satisfied moment to moment? To learn more about connecting your sensual pleasure to your sexual erotic experience, check out Unleash Your Sacred Sex, a course to follow up with your sexual expression, Krista Kujak. All right. So this is definitely what I want to say in closing. What I want to say in closing is that I like to, my, my lovers breathe me in and I breathe them, but we do it very seductively, very step-by-step step if you catch my drift. And um, I want to say that I am not anti-porn and pro-porn. I don't mind using certain types of porn into my personal sex life, you know, just like love making music or strip teases or stripping games or sex games or recordings or tapes or DVDs or CDs or uh, phone photography or camera photography. That is how I personally feel. 
and this is what I do want to say. I am a person who has a high sex drive. I'm frequently horny. I'm craving sexual acts regularly, and I do get immense pleasure out of doing the business. I masturbate on the daily, and I consume ethical porn and feminist porn. And every now and then, some months here and there too. That's what I want to say. So thank you.